Wake up, my brother, from from a different universe. How are you? Christ has risen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, so um, on today's episode, first of all, welcome to another episode of my podcast. I appreciate all you guys listening. I've got um, Charles back on because um, me and Charles get into deep conversations and the last time we did uh you guys really enjoyed it and charles at the minute is in lockdown in australia and i kind of want to know number one how he is number two how people are getting on over there how they're coping because the the script has flipped in the sense of it was the other way around right and now Mm. we're pretty i've been pretty lucky i've kind of seen the both or maybe i manifested it you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's just keep throwing out that word manifestation <laughs> how are you how are you brother bro first of all just wanted to say man I'm very excited to be here uh to talk to you bro i loved our last chat that we had i love the last podcast i got so much feedback from everyone that was listening so many people messaging me afterwards and a lot of people actually asking me for mushrooms afterwards, which was pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I got into, you know, Instagram, like shadow ban me or some shit after that. You know, when I posted that video. Yeah. Because, because it's such a, because it's, it's a drug, right? Well, legally it's a drug, right? So, mm. but obviously a lot of people use it for wrong reasons. Whereas we were actually expressing a crazy spiritual journey that has mm. obviously helped both of us within what we do, our growth as humans. And in essence, it's, it's made me a better person, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it, bro. I, 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 second, I second to that, bro. Um, you know, my experiences with that have um, really excelled my growth and understanding myself a lot more and having a lot more love and empathy for myself. But um, yeah, I just thought it was funny how, um, yeah. So anyway, for everyone listening, I'm very happy to be back here on the Deer and Cartel show and uh, to share some space with him and uh, yeah. connect with him. And just to really just uh, share our message uh, to everyone out there listening. And um, yeah, so yeah, bro, it's great to be here, man. Good. And just to confirm, he's not a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, with a wink. <laughs> <laughs> so, bro, how, how have um, since we last spoke, since I last saw you, mm. I've been meditating every day. Uh, yes, not yesterday, the day before, I actually did um, a 45 minute, an hour visualization one, which was pretty cool. Like a nice, guided bro. one, which was Beautiful. pretty sick. Um, how have you been since the madness has started? Mm. Uh, since I last saw you, how you been? Yeah, cool, bro. Let's catch up. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a very interesting um, period that I've been going through. Definitely been um, some highs, definitely been some lows, which is uh, all part of the human experience here, which is all part of how en- energy vibrates. It goes on an up and down continuum. So I can only uh, realistically expect for myself that I am going to go through some periods of some lows, which I'm happy to talk about. Uh, some of the lows that I've experienced have... Uh, definitely been some old uh, programming from my childhood, such as uh, scarcity. So this business that I've uh, put a lot of uh, energy and love into in Bondi, it hasn't been uh, operational. It's a health studio. So that's been um, uh, challenging navigating that. But 
on the other end of the spectrum, it's allowed me to branch out more online, which is something that I've always wanted to do. And something, Dieran, uh, you know, you've been uh, really supportive with me and given me a lot of advice and understanding with that stuff. So that's actually, there's been a lot of growth and acceleration in that area. And also uh, downs in regards to um, just lockdown in general, uh, me, uh, part of what I love to do is I love to connect with people. I love to do the drums. I love to see my family uh, regularly. I love to see my dogs. I love to, you know, go out in nature and explore and go camping and hang out with mates. That's something that I really love to do. And that's something that I haven't been uh, able to do as much due to the lockdown. So therefore, uh, it has been um, a bit tough not having uh, those things that I would regularly do that would boost up my mood naturally and, um, just bring me back into balance and there's also been a down just in regards to um you know there has been a fair bit of uh, from what i'm seeing a bit of a divide happening now amongst people a lot of people judging each other uh, a lot of people um kind of uh reflecting out their internal experience onto other people within, and, the, uh, within the communities yeah within the community yeah so there's been um uh, yeah, there's been a lot of people like either depending on what side of this whole narrative you're on, uh, there's just been a lot of uh, hate in regards to each other from that. And that's what I've been seeing. And uh, the reason why it's uh, made me feel a bit down is just because uh, whenever there's a separation within society, even though there's been thousands and thousands and thousands of them since the beginning of our evolution we all tribal animals and we all started off yeah. in small uh smaller groups of about 200 and the way that we increased our odds of survival was to know the difference between an us and a them yeah. and our culture and our language and our religion and these are our beliefs and this is the type of foods that we eat this is the dances that we do the music that we play it helped to gain some type of understanding with that but it also creates a separation now the separation has been a bit concerning uh, for me so yeah, you know, since then we're social animals you know what I mean so because we're social animals and people like myself and you you're I've seen you about in Bondi you just everyone knows you there do you know what I mean and you're the sort of person that gives time to people and talks to them and is very much amongst the community there so I'm, I, I assumed it would be quite tough for you but for some people do you think it's um what do you think they're finding challenging the most within? Is it the fact that they can't go out for a bit or the fact that they don't know what to do with not being able to do nothing? Because it's hard being able to not to do nothing, right? At least you're kind of, you can cope with, I don't know, whether it's meditating, being more mindful, connecting with people. Even this is a level of connection, right? How are you finding that? Yeah, um, I'm definitely finding um, myself going more internal now, which is, uh, you know, you, you hear about a lot of those like, uh, like uh, all those monks and like hermits and all those like gurus and shit. Like uh, a lot of the time when they'd gain a lot of their spiritual awakenings is when they'd go out in isolation and they'd go spend time in the mountains in caves and shit. And as a result of like uh, not having the general day-to-day -day things that they would use that would uh, give them those comforts, they allowed they were more open to going internal and by going internal, they started feeling a lot more and started answering a lot of questions from within. So through the first lockdown, the first lockdown was served me very well in regards to learning a lot about myself and conquering a lot of my own personal fears. And um, 
it's really what started paving the way for me to get into this whole depth of this work that I'm doing now with coaching people on a much deeper level and helping them with their trauma. So I can only say that this one is only going to excel me even more. So all this pain that I feel, all this discomfort, all this confusion, all this, you know, if there's any fear that comes up of, you know, what's going to happen to my business, this and that conquering that is only going to make me a better person. 100%. Do you, do you feel like when you're helping, um, first of all, can you let everyone know how the lockdown, what is the lockdown at the minute? Is it, mm. you can't see anyone? Is it a 5k kilometer radius? What, what's the lockdown currently in Australia? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's different depending on what area of uh, Australia you're in, first of all. Uh, in New South Wales, uh, some areas of New South Wales are a lot more strict than others. The area that I'm in, it's a five kilometer radius. Uh, you can't have anyone over your house. Uh, if you're outside, you can only be with one person. Uh, there's like police regularly walking around checking identifications. There's police checkpoints as well. They've got military on the streets in certain areas as well. That's uh, going like uh, door knocking and ensuring like people are staying at home. There's helicopters regularly floating around. Uh, you got to check in everywhere. And uh, so uh, just from, a, from my understanding, because I don't watch the news too much, that's the, the current lockdown situation uh, right now. Uh, in certain areas, uh, you have to wear a mask as soon as you leave the house. Uh, it's a lot more strict uh, in that way when you're from out west. So that's uh, where I grew up over there. It's uh, under strict lockdown. If you if you want to leave that area only for work, you can only leave that area for work. And it's only like essential work. You have to have either a vaccine or you have to have had a negative test recently. Um, so from my understanding, that's kind of where we're at right now. And where, how many days has it been? I don't even know how many days it's been. You know, you just get to that point where you don't even know what day you don't, you don't, that, that, that was the same as me when we were going through lockdown in the UK. I was just like, I don't care. I'm just cracking on. Like, because mm. you can't, you can't focus on that too much. You put all your energy into 100%. that. You, you get drained. And for people that don't understand, because um, on the last episode, we spoke about like my experience quite a lot and how we both with the psychedelics and all that stuff. What, how would you explain energy to people how would you define it in a way that a lot of people would understand because i think sometimes when when we meet people when we uh, you feel that energy right you and me connected straight away pretty much you just knew yeah. you know what i mean when we first met in george street like years ago Definitely. right so yeah. you just had that connection right and some people mm -hmm. get that connection but i don't think they fully understand what it is i know mm -hmm. it's energy could you define that and tell that how would you explain that to people good question bro all right Energy. How would I explain energy? Okay. First of all, energy is everything. Everything that you see, hear, smell, taste, touch, everything that your senses pick up, even all the stuff that your senses don't pick up because there's a lot of animals out there that have different senses that can pick up other bits of energy. Okay. There's a lot of stuff that we can't even perceive out there. There's like all these different dimensions and your brain kind of opens up to it when you start, when you, when you take psychedelics, sometimes you can start seeing different things. Basically, energy is everywhere. It, it, it's, and if we are to go that deep with it, like if I am to, you know, hold this cup of water over here, like yeah. over here, we can see a cup. It's made out of glass. And over here, we have water. Now, if we were to go deeper, 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 right into it, we're going to see that there's all these molecules there, all these different atoms, all these different particles. If we go even deeper than that, deeper, 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 what are we going to see? We're going to see electric, electric vibrational frequency. 
That's what it all comes down to. So everything that everything is, when you go that deep with it, it's energy. That's what it is. Now, the way energy works, the way, the way energy works. <laughs> I love listening to you when you talk about this shit. <laughs> okay. The way energy works is it works as a vibrational frequency. So vibration means it goes from one end of the spectrum to the other. That's a polarity. So everything that small, all these molecules, it's like little buzzing up and downs going constantly forever. Okay. And then the more you branch out, branch out like this cup in itself, it's got like billions of different molecules in it, but then overall it's vibrating up and down. I mean, you can even see it when it's going like that. Yeah. Energy. <laughs> Energy, brat. <laughs> and then if, if we are to expand it even more, you see it through every single part of life night and day hot and cold summer and winter you know you, you go to sleep you wake up you're hungry you're not hungry you consume food it gets digested and then it goes then you poo and then it goes back into the earth the nutrients go there then it grows more plants and then you eat that it's just like this constant cycle the sun's putting energy onto the earth the earth then creates plants and then the animals eat the plants so the energy from the sun is in everything on earth all the animals all of us it's all the energy made up from the universe so everything is energy. Energy is always going up and down. And up and down continuously creates a frequency. Bro, you see when you're recording this podcast? Yeah. When you look at it, it's like a line of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of, of vibration that you can hear. That's right. Yeah. Brother, that's that's what everything is. That's <laughs> what <laughs> everything is. <laughs> <laughs> and And the best thing is, if you can't see it, man, you can feel it, exactly. you know? And like, and like, like my relationship with, for you guys that don't know, I've got a client called Scott. He's, um, he's, uh, he can't see, he's actually blind. And um, me and him connect so well. And we connected straight away, straight away. And he's just like proof that when someone is around, that's a negative prick, right? He knows. <laughs> <laughs> he knows he knows and when there's good vibes you know like when you would walk past in the gym when i was training him he'll be like oh it's good energy like and you can see that you can hear it from someone's voice or the way they stand or the way they move the way they walk with their chin up you know and, and i think it's one of the most important things in life to be able to see this assess it as well as managing your energy into the right places for eternal happiness bro do you know what i mean would you agree yeah oh brother nothing but agree with what you're saying bro <laughs> <laughs> and uh just to talk a little bit more about energy and how to manage it so uh both ends of the, ends of the spectrum of energy it's been described by multiple different cultures on earth you know you've got the eastern philosophies talking about the yin and the yang yeah. And um, uh, more Western philosophies would uh, label it as the masculine and the feminine energy. And uh, both states of those energies, they have like different roles within nature and uh, within us as well. So the masculine energy within us is going to be the doing, the planning, the structure, the order and the thinking, the logic. And then the feminine energy is going to be the emotion, the expression, the being, the going with the flow, the whatever happens, happens, the chaos. Just to confirm a little bit more about that, because I think that's, I'll, that topic itself is really fascinating to me, right? Because mm. I meet a lot of girls with masculine energy, 
right? Mm. And then you can meet the guys with the opposite as well. So when you're talking about this, it doesn't necessarily have to be a male or a female or he, she, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what to say these days, bro. I'm not going to lie, bro. I don't know what, I don't know what to say, bro. Stop offending people. <laughs> how, how would you describe that in a way where, could you have both? Can I have both? I feel like mm. I'm very masculine, but there's times where I've got feminine. And like, how would you, can you, elaborate a little bit about that for the people that don't know because i know there's going to be a lot of people listening to this thinking fuck mm. what's that yeah all right cool uh so uh good question every single thing in this universe has masculine and feminine energy the sun has masculine and feminine energy okay the ocean has masculine and fem feminine energy the ocean you go there one day it's a raging soaring ocean crashing big waves high tide Another day you go there, it's calm, it's still, it's chill. It looks like a lake. Okay, same thing with us. Sometimes we're in a state of masculine energy, which is not, 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 not exclusive to men. It is not exclusive to men. And sometimes we are in a state of feminine energy, which is not exclusive to females. Every single human being listening to this right now, you operate in states of both masculine and feminine <clears throat> energy. And you know what? You are right in saying that they're, from my perspective, a lot of the women I work with are women that are heavy in their masculine energy. They're very heavy in their doing. They're very heavy in their structure. They're very heavy in their thinking mind. A lot of them actually struggle to let go. A lot of, a lot of them struggle to go with the flow. A lot of them struggle to embrace what's called their divine feminine. Embrace their feminine energy, like a healthy feminine energy. What's the divine feminine? What's that? So divine feminine would be you in your feminine energy. And it's just like, it's just like, it's, it's, it's serving you so well. Okay. It's like, it's like for a woman to be in her feminine energy, she has the ability to be able to let go, go with the flow, like express her emotion, be the nurturing, empathetic, kind, yeah. understanding, compassionate being of which she is, which yeah. serves her so well biologically because yeah. females throughout evolution were uh, uh, more of the nurturers and the caretakers of the families while the men went out to hunt. Yeah. They went out to fight. They went out to hunt. They went out to tackle all these big mammoths and big yeah. beasts and pr protect the tribe when another tribe would come in with all these spears and swords yeah. and that. The men would all come up and be like, all right, let's, we've got to get into our doing. We've got to yeah. think logically. We've got to get tactical. We've got to set up a structure. Okay, we've got to build this house. Okay, we've got to chop down this wood. We've got to use our, uh, you know, denser bones and more muscle tissue in order to do this. And we've got to get into our structure and our planning. And at the same end of the spectrum, there's a lot of men who are heavy in their feminine energy. Very heavy in their feminine energy as well. They struggle to, to like... A lot of men, they wake up, they don't know what they're doing with their life. They don't have that structure. They don't have that order. We've, yeah, it's, we've, had, a, we've had a lot of clients like that. Oh, there you go. Right? We've had a yeah, lot of definitely. clients like that because they, they struggle and they struggle to find like their purpose. And sometimes it's very difficult for people to find their purpose as well. It's like they're focusing on other guys and going, why am I not like this man? You know, why, mm. am, I, why am I not a man's man? And do you feel like, from an evolutionary standpoint, that was the case, right? Now in the Western world and how we've evolved, you know, obviously women working, men working, uh, stay at home dads and all of this 
shit, which is probably very crazy to my ancestors. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's the truth. Yeah, because like, because they come from, they literally come from mountains. So what you were explaining was pretty much like the way my granddad lived. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And to a certain extent, my dad, my mum was home. My mum started working later on after after she worked in Istanbul. But once she had the kids, they were like, I want to stay at home. I want to look after the kids and all that stuff. Do you feel like a lot of people struggle to accept to do that, even if they want to do that? Because it is like they want to be opposite to the norm. Not the norm, but... I'm trying to explain this in a very non-offensive way, bruv. You understand what I'm trying to say? So like, yeah, yeah. you can see it, but I'm failing. <laughs> I'm, failing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure those people aren't really listening to your yeah, podcast anyway, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think like, with because when I see some couples, right, I see... Uh, feminine energy, masculine energy, and I see the feminine with the male, and I see the masculine with the mm. female. And do you think that's like a good balance, or do you reckon the two could connect? I love talking about this shit, bro. It's so yeah, fascinating yeah. to me. <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah, generally, if uh, if a woman is very dominant in her uh, masculine energy, she is going to attract a guy who's very dominant in his feminine energy. Because if you got a woman who's very dominant in her masculine energy and 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 she doesn't want to change that, she's not flexible with changing that. Um, then if she meets a guy heavy in in his masculine, they're only just going to butt heads because you know the way energy works, everything works as a yin and a yang. And when you got a a, a relationship connecting together you got two forms of energy coming together to create harmony and if they're not creating harmony amongst each other well then it's going to be in a state where you know it's going to be a bit chaotic and you're going to find where there's going to be situations where the man's going to want to take control and be like you know I, I think we should do this and do that and then the woman's get the woman may not let go and she's going to be like no i want to do this and i want to do that like the, the from my perspective the way that a relationship for it to be healthy it's you're not going to have one person dominant in one energy the whole time they're both going to flow in and out of the other one so for example uh you know there's going to be a time where in a relationship i'll give control to the woman okay what movie do you want to watch you can pick the movie that you want to watch you can order what food that you what, that you want to eat uh, yeah i want to i want to eat this i want to watch this movie cool yep you've got full control over that then there's going to be a time where I'm going to want to pick what movie we watch and what food that we eat. Now, this is something really simple, but no, I get it, goes, yeah. it goes into every other component of our life, like what school we send our kids, uh, how we communicate with the children, uh, you know, like uh, us taking responsibility, taking days where, okay, I take care of the kids. I, I'm going to organize a date, whatever it is, even in the bedroom. That's a huge component of it because when you're engaging in sexual intercourse, it's energy play. Yeah, baby. One of, <laughs> yeah. One, one of the one one of the individuals is going to be uh, more submissive. One's going to be more dominant. And you know, I've engaged in uh, lots of different uh, sexual relationships where I was very dominant in just one. Like for the whole time, I was just dominant all the time, all the time, all the time. And it got to a point where the girls like, "Hey, like, let's mix it up a bit and try new things." And I was like, "Okay." And then, you know, there was periods where she would take the lead more and, you know, I would just let go. And, you know, it's, it's just fun exploring energy in that way. Uh, otherwise, there may be some uh, complications. I hear you, bruv. From a sexual standpoint, 
when a female is dominant, bruv, I bust quick. <laughs> I like it too, bro. Honestly, I like I like it too. It's fun. You know what? You know why though? Sometimes remember that time on the cliff edge where a man was vulnerable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you had to let go then, bro. Bro, and, and it's nice. You know what I mean? And it's you know nice. Because energy's fun, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, bro. It's fun. And and I think you're right. It's very important. Do you how about this though? Do you think some people get carried away with power? And I'm only saying this because like I've had relationships where I was too nice, bro. And I felt like people took advantage of my niceness and tried to overpower certain situations, even make me feel bad with things that make me feel guilty for very silly things. Like even chatting to another female, I feel like I did something wrong. Like, and I didn't, and I was just being me, right? And do you feel like sometimes people can, is the word power trip? Uh, yeah. You know, do you feel like people can get carried away with that? I definitely feel like people can become very um, heavy in running certain programming. Now, in that context, it could be the program of judgment, them judging you because you have done something that they are perceiving to be wrong. Now, from their programming, because of their childhood, every time they did something wrong, they were judged for it. And they were judged for it because their parents had a positive intention of, if I judge you, that's going to teach you not to do it again. So well, what they're doing is their childhood programming that they learned through their relationships as a young child. Because when you're young, that's when you're forming your subconscious mind and understanding how to give and receive love and how like relationship dynamics work. So when you get in your own relationship, when you're older and you haven't done much work on healing a lot of that trauma and emotional pain that you've experienced when you were young, that made you feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm getting judged as a child. Well, then you're going to replicate the same experience so that when you're in a relationship with uh, you know, a guy, if you're a girl, girl, if you're a guy, whatever, and someone does something that you're perceiving is wrong, rather than coming forward and being like, uh, you know, this is how I felt going through that experience and just having like an open dialogue and you being like, okay, well, what did you think was wrong about that? Well, you know, I, I saw you talking to another girl and I got a little bit jealous. Why did you feel jealous? Well, because I, I got a bit insecure about myself. Yeah, I can see how you would get insecure about yourself by me looking at, a, at another girl, but um, is thinking that way helping you? And is it helping our relationship? No, it's not actually because, and then it's like, well, the truth is, you know, I do love you. Can you see that? Yeah, it is. Is it healthy for me to have uh, communication with other people of the opposite sex? Yes, it is. Is that realistic? Yes. Like just having a, just a proper conversation about it rather than like, you know, I, I judge you and that's, that's going to teach that's you it. a lesson that you shouldn't do it again. Yeah, that's it. No, I, com I completely agree. And I think, Childhood, yes, I think it's important. But I also think past relationships fuck things up. Yeah, definitely. You know and I mean? the reason why, the reason why that they fuck things up, uh, because uh, you got your childhood, that's when you're forming your programming. 
Yep. That's like, it's, it's, it, that's when you're forming your subconscious minds, ages of zero to eight, you're vulnerable. You know, you've got no idea what the world is. You're just trying to like build your brain to be like, okay, this means this, you know, don't touch hot surfaces. If a snake bites me, it might kill me. Like you're trying to understand the world very quickly and rapidly. Now, yeah. because your brain is formed by that point, anytime you got to go in there and work and change it, you got to do it so consciously. And that's when you got to go and do therapy and do coaching. It's all the stuff uh, that I do now. So what it does is you can keep replicating the same experience over and over again. You keep attracting the same type of people in relationships and recreating the same type of experience and treating them the same way and getting the same result. And as a result of that, if you're a girl who's dating guys and you're judging guys and, you know, recreating that whole experience and they're breaking up and it's going to shit, you can create the belief that guys are just shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of asking yourself going, what am I doing wrong? You know, because you know what? Yeah. When I argue with someone, right? If I upset someone, I go, okay, this person is angry. I've done something to piss this person off. Instead of being defensive, I need to hold and ask myself, okay, then what did you do to trigger this emotion from this person? And I think that's such an important thing when it comes to growth with relationships, friendships, and especially family. You know, there's been loads of times where I've pissed my dad off and I've gone, dad, relax. I was joking or dad, what are you talking about? Like, relax. But then I've like, hold on a second. I'm 24 years old. This guy's nearly 50. There's an element of respect I must have crossed. Where did I do that? You know, like you got to ask yourself that. And I feel like people don't do that enough. Then they avoid conversations, yeah. which then builds up this madness and then eventually kind of explodes. The only reason I know this is because it happened to me. <laughs> yeah, do you know it. what and, I mean? I, I completely understand. I used to go through a lot of that uh, myself as well. And, um, you know, in that sort of situation too, I think it's, I think it is very important to just create some space between the trigger, like the emotional trigger that occurred, create some space and take some time with what I like to call compassionately inquiring. Okay. That's when you're going to com uh, inquire compassion, compassionately with yourself, which is what you just said that you did then. Like, hold on a second. Yeah. In that moment, uh, it's going to help you to compassionately inquire about trying to understand why, uh, they would have gotten upset, but it's also important for you to compassionately inquire about why you're getting upset about them getting upset, if you are getting upset about that, okay? Because this is a very interesting uh, component of it too, and this is the big reason why some people don't engage in these type of conversations, because of a program called people-pleasing. People-pleasing is when you're trying to control how people will feel about you, how people perceive you. And as a result of that, when people get upset about you, you go, fuck, okay, I must have triggered something. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. That's not good, blah, 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 blah. And then you take it upon yourself when that, when that emotion is their responsibility to deal with. It's not your responsibility. And then what happens? you create, you kind of create anxiety on yourself yeah. on your own. It's like your own creation, you know? Oh, so we create everything. Yeah. We create everything. Right. And, I, and um, when you create that anxiety, it builds up more and more and more and more. And then you think again, you get to a point again where you explode because you're avoiding kind of being your actual self. Yeah. and creating this persona 
to please someone else, which then ends up with you being so unhappy. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Correct. And, correct, and, correct. and it's, and it's, again, I'm saying this because I've, I've experienced a part of it. Like, and, and I saw it happen. You saw me fly like a butterfly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw the whole transition. You saw, you saw the whole transition, bro. <laughs> you know? Now I went from getting, getting engaged to walking away to literally living my fucking best life and open up. But mm. the mad thing was, that for me personally, like, and again, I can only talk about these things with people that I'm close to, and I like someone like yourself that understands all this stuff, right? Because it's not about—it's not about getting away and slamming pussy blood. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not. It's not. No. And and I'm saying it from because a lot of I think a lot of females that listen to this that have gone through heart, uh, heartache, that have gone through breakups and whatnot, I don't think they fully understand sometimes from say a male's perspective. It's it's the element of being free and not having to worry about someone else most importantly having to please someone else which is a trap that we've all kind of been in right mm. and then you realize what it's like not to be like that and you can fulfill whatever dreams that you want and I feel like in today's day and age what a lot of people do what I did when I was younger was you can't rely your happiness on someone else you know like if i was on my own all day today I'll, i'm gonna make sure I'm, I'm having a good time i can't attach myself to someone or something to make sure i'm having a good time and i feel like once you can learn to once you understand that and learn that then you end up with the mentality of never having to please anyone so whoever you end up chilling with or whoever you end up mating with is uh it just works out way better. Do you agree? I don't know. I could be. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So uh, from my understanding, uh, what you're saying is uh, that uh, the more you don't attach yourself to your happiness, to how other people feel, and you taking full full responsibility of your own emotions, the happier you're going to be. Yeah, exactly. And, and I know sometimes like you get, I'm sure you've had clients like this as well. I had a lot on the gym floor um is that i can't i've got the missus i can't i've got the kids i can't everything is i can't instead of how can i mm. do this to solve this issue you know and obviously are you talking a, about in regards to health in regards to anything yeah okay it could be health it could be happiness it could be a new job it could be mm, like it could yeah, be anything that. you know like uh, how many times have you heard let's just say one of the pts in our gym that we used to work with no names just someone random going yeah i can't do that but it's funny because i know exactly who you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> god <laughs> all right all right when he listens to this, he's gonna know too. <laughs> we love you, bro. We love we you. We love you, bro. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah. So, when people are uh, perform, when when people are saying that sort of stuff, what's your question? My question is, what would you advise someone that okay. 
is is that sort of but where everything's i can't even if they want to mm, okay. you know all right cool uh, good, good, uh, good question. So first of all, I can't. Let's just dissect that type of language. Uh, that's uh, you're attaching something to your identity, which uh, you're believing that you cannot do whatever is after that, which is incredibly limiting. Now, it may serve me to say certain things and attach it to my identity that I can't that serve me like uh, you know, I can't uh, fly all the way up to the moon and jump around and do 10 push-ups and then fly back. I can't do that. You know, saying that serves me because from my understanding currently in this physical form, it's not something that I can do. But when you got something that you want to do, that you want to do, not something that you need to do, not something that you should do, but something that you want to do. Think about it. Something that you want to do is something that fucking inspires your soul it's something that has so much meaning to it that when you do it it's like oh you feel this amazing emotional release in your whole body it's like wow like i'm living my, my my purpose i'm doing what i want to do and you know what even if you did it and it wasn't something that was serving you you learned from it and that taught you how to grow and adapt and evolve and overcome different things so when you say i can't before something that you want to do my perspective is is that you're using I can't as a coping mechanism as to why you can't do it. You're lying to yourself saying that you can't just so you can dismiss the real reason why you're not doing it. Just so you can dismiss, just by saying, it's like, some, it's like people say it all the time, I can't lose weight. I, I, just, I just can't lose weight. And the reason why they say it is because they don't want to think about the fact that they fear failure so much. Every time they walk into a gym, they're comparing themselves to other people. Every time they start a diet, they're thinking about how they're going to fail it in six weeks time. And they're thinking about how emotionally painful that's going to be. You know, that's, that's, and then, and then it's like going deeper with that. Why do they fear failure so much? Why are they putting so much pressure on themselves and high expectations? Where does that come from? Then it goes into childhood because when you were young, your parents used to put a lot of pressure on you. You know, you got to get straight A's. You got to be the best, be the best, be the best. And you as a child, you hearing that made you feel like, fuck, was there something wrong with me now? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough now. Like, you can't accept me the way I am now. Like, is this love conditional? <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then you just keep repeating that process until you're an adult and it reflects itself out into different parts of your life. But because when you're a kid and you're getting programmed in that way and it's painful, it's the pain that we don't want to face. It's the pain yeah. that, that instead of facing, we'd rather say, I can't. Yeah, you avoid, you avoid the struggle, basically. You avoid the struggle, which again, doesn't really resolve anything, you know? And it's funny, like with the word like, I can't, right? I, I find it, uh, I find it hard to say. Because mm. even like, I was having a conversation with someone the other day about tennis, right? This person's played decent level of tennis, decent level tennis, right? Mm. And I'm like, I'll beat you, bruv. I'll, I'll win. I've never played a tennis game in my life. I've never even held a racket like that. They're like, what, have you even played tennis? I'm like, don't worry, I will win. <laughs> <laughs> as, as long as you win here bro that's all yeah that and you know what and i feel like that sort of mindset even if you fail at it at least 
you can go into other things in your life where you have that skill set, you will mm. you will do okay, you know. Um, right. I remember watching like uh you know, like guys like Michael Jordan, Kanye West, yeah. these guys like they inspire me, right? Their their mindset is different, you know, like Kanye, the guy's a he's a madman, but man tried being the president. <laughs> Good on him. You know what I mean? But like <laughs> God bless his soul. You, like you can't, although it's like everyone thinks he's like crazy, right? For the stuff that he's doing. But for someone that's accomplished so much, when is not trying something? When is trying not being cool? Do you know what I mean? So like, which is why anyone that's listening to this, like whatever you want to do, like whatever you think that you can't even do, just fucking just do it. Cause like, it's weird. Yeah. Cause when you do stuff that really make you uncomfortable, the cliff. That's where the element of growth, like I think, I think comes from, you know, I don't yeah, know. Cause I, I walk through that cliff every day and, and every time I walk through it, I'm like, yeah, oh, this, this, I'm doing this so comfortably and easy, but for some people, this is a big challenge. Like, good on you, Charles. <laughs> right, so, so for people that don't know, that haven't listened to the other episode I did with Charles, I don't even know if I mentioned it in that one. Do you want to tell him the story, Charles? What yeah. happened that day? Yeah. You tell him. All right, you so, tell him. All right, so it was uh, during second... Um, <laughs> <laughs> second psychedelic experience. Um we were all in, in my in my lounge room, hanging out. It's the same lounge room I'm in now. It's a beautiful space. And then afterwards, we're like, oh, let's go for a walk. Now, I took him to this spot that I usually go to meditate. It's like right on the cliffs of the ocean. And it's like right on the edge of the cliff. It's like a sheer drop down. It's like, like if you fall down, you're dead. It's very steep. And anyway, so there's this a part to get to this to get to the cliff edge where um, you kind of have to walk along this bridge. And the bridge is like, made out of rocks and in like on either side of the bridge it's just like a sheer drop straight down if you fall down you're gone that's but it it's, but it's not it's not like a thin bit of rock it's like it's not it's a pretty hard, thick it's no. like it's it's, like, it's, not, it's, a, it's not dangerous it's like, if you just walk straight like, no 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 it's not like uh, to be honest I'm, I'm selling it a bit more dangerously because i could do that with my stories a lot but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bro, I saw this tiger. It was huge. It almost <laughs> killed me. <laughs> it was probably like a, a meter and a bit wide. Yeah. And then we, we all started walking. There was like six of us or something like that. Five, six of us. We all walked along and everyone's like doing it. No dramas. And then we're all like getting to the next point, which in my opinion is even scarier. It's like you got to climb up this thing. And we're all looking back. And we're just seeing Darren on the other side of the bridge. And he's like hugging himself and like... <laughs> He's like shaking and shit. And he's like, hey, this is what he said. I'll never forget. He goes, he goes, don't worry about me, bruv. You do you. You, do you. <laughs> you guys do you. I'll catch up with you guys later. And he even turned around and was like about to start walking. But then, and then I was like, it's okay, bro. Like I get it. Like, you know, it's a bit scary, but you'll be okay. And then I remember James goes, I think he called you like a bitch or something. No. Yeah. And then I just went flying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you just like walked across and you got to the end of the bridge and you were holding on your heart just like breathing in and out heavily <laughs> but I, you know what it was mad because we've done that uh, like before you and me have done that before right we've mm. we've gone on that cliff edge right and i didn't yeah. feel nothing right <laughs> but that time it was like 
a passage through my life. <laughs> it was like, it was like passage through trauma. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was, but I was like, Ooh, why am I holding back here? I feel, I feel mad vulnerable right now. Uh, <laughs> it's but cool then because, um, sorry, go, go on. on. No, go, you go, go. I know what you're uh, going to say. You go. I was going to say like with, with uh, psychedelic experiences or even experiences that you can, um, uh, th- that are all around us in every present moment in time. Like there are so many like metaphors that are like around us. Like for example, I can look at, um, I can look at uh, the weather changing and I can be like, that's energy doing its thing <laughs> from the yin to the yang. It's just the way everything is. And then that takes me into my emotions to be like, it's okay to feel sad sometimes because feeling sad sometimes means I'm going to feel happy. Like everything's a metaphor. And uh, with particularly with psychedelic experiences, like once uh, a lot of the, a lot of the experiences that a lot of people have recalled where they've gained a lot of life changing experience was when they faced like a entity, like a demonic thing, but then they faced it and they overcame it. And then by over, coming that something which is really scary in that moment doesn't have to like doesn't exist you're not like the demon isn't actually there or the bridge that you were crossing wasn't actually that dangerous but it's how you perceived it to be and because you perceived it to be so scary and you overcame that that means that moving forward after that point all these things that probably used to scare you on the same level or a bit lower a bit higher you're going to be more fucking courageous to be able to face it exactly and that's why it was like so brilliantly crazy <laughs> something so small meant so much yeah. <laughs> you know and it and it's and it's um and it just shows like once you come like once you get over those like specific fears and you can apply it to everything else it's just um time, it's you're the mind is a crazy thing, right? And I think, brother, most unbelievable technology ever in this universe—the <laughs> brain. I, I did, I did a video about it yesterday. It's like everyone updates their phones, their laptops, you know, their headphones and stuff like that. But when it comes to their mind, we're so stuck in this belief that it's like, oh, but this is just who I've always been. You know, I can't change. It's just the yeah. way it is. But we quickly update our fucking Facebook application. But when it yeah. comes to our Anything. mind and updating our programming, it's there's resistance towards it. And all the resistance is, is the emotion. You got to feel that emotion. You got to feel that fear. That's like now this whole thing that's going on with lockdown, brother, the biggest thing that's arising with people is fear. Yeah. Of whatever, whatever it is, fear of COVID, fear of losing their business, fear of what the vaccine is going to do to their body. Fear fear if China's taken over the world, all these different things that everyone's fearing right now. And it's that fear that you got to face and you got to tell yourself at the end of the day of it, that everything is going to be okay because every single one of our ancestors has been through shit like this before thousands of times. How long does our ancestry line go for? Millions of years, bro. Millions of years back when we were like different animals, if you believe in that sort of stuff. But if we're going to go with humans, hundreds of thousands of years, think about all the stuff that they went through. Ice age. I don't know if we're going to survive. Oh, there's a famine. There's a genocide. There's a war. Like in that moment, when the time comes where you got to make a decision, just put trust in yourself that you'll know what to do. And you know what? And I think the mad crazy thing is, right? And some people that are listening to this might be in this state of mind. And this is, this is why I think you should try to evolve, try to learn these things and be healthier. When someone's mindset, mental health is healthy, 
but there's a big correlation with your physical health also being healthy with that. Mm. As well as the most important thing, your immune system being healthy, not from your physical fitness, but from your mental health. If oh, you yeah. notice, yeah. if you know, I know you like this shit, innit? I know you like yeah, this shit, innit? Yeah. yeah, so do I, but so do I. But this, I can only I can only get into this sort of conversation with certain people. That's why I wanted to chat to you again, you know. But there's such a you tend to see the same people that get sick over and over again are the same people sick, sick again, sick, ill, got the flu, got COVID. What are you doing? I'm in fucking hospital. I'm in this. I don't even think that's a physical thing. I think that's such a, the mental state that they're in is not healthy and their body is consistently giving up on them because they're not fucking looking after themselves, you know? And I think it's such an issue. What do you think about it? Do you agree with that? Uh, Bala, or Bala, Bala, I'm, I'm just going to get a fucking big rocket launcher out with all this information. You ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go, go. <laughs> all right. So uh, bringing it back to energy, masculine, feminine energy, masculine energy, doing, 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 control, 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 thinking, 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 being in a high level state of that, we would call chronic stress. Now, yeah. If we're gonna, on scientific terms, different vibrations of energy, yin is the parasympathetic nervous system. Yang is the sympathetic nervous system. Yang is the doing, the masculine energy. Now, what happens when you're in your masculine energy? Your body is mobilizing energy, sending it to dilate your pupils so that you're focusing on a certain spot so that you can see more clearly. It's sending energy all into your muscles so that your muscles can run faster, fight and attack. It's, it's, it's increasing your heart rate, it's increasing your blood pressure so that you're pumping all the oxygen and all the nutrients into your muscles so that you can run away faster. That's what being in the masculine energy looks like. That's what being in the sympathetic nervous system looks like. That's where majority of your energy is being sent to short-term acute stresses. That's what it was evolved for. Fight, flight, or freeze. We've all heard about this, okay? Yeah. Now, parasympathetic nervous system, the yin. This is when your body is mobilizing energy for all the longer term building projects. Things like regenerating your cells, boosting up your immune system, you know, regenerating your sexual reproductive system. If you're a woman, making sure that your periods are good and you're growing the egg and you're fertile and your libido's high. If you're yeah. a guy, making sure that your sperm counts good, your libido's good, your sex drive is healthy. Yeah. Another thing as well, your digestive system sending all this energy to digest food properly so that you can break down all the nutrients and then send it into your body so that you're healthy as well. So what happens if you're so dominant in the masculine energy in the sympathetic nervous system, on average, you've got less energy being sent into your body's amazing, unbelievable healing system. So what happens then? Your body starts to shut down. You start getting digestive issues. You start getting sexual <clears throat> reproductive issues. That's just another thing with women that are so heavy in their masculine energy, a lot of them actually struggle to have a baby yeah they struggle to have a baby because their body is in fight or flight so much yeah like your brain thinks like oh whoa wait a second whoa, we're, we're, we're going through some stressful shit now isn't the time yeah exactly maybe yeah now ain't the time to have a baby you know immune system you're getting sick regularly it's kind of like if i was going to uh, use the analogy of like a country it's like a country that's spending all of its money yeah on like military on defense and yeah. all the money that's that sh that uh, would benefit the country to go into like uh, education, healthcare, infrastructure, it's depleting. So internally in the country, it starts to crumble. 
Bruv, you know what? I'm going to fire back at that as well. There's like the, the thing, the thing. Because <laughs> like the whole, the whole stress thing is so important. And like from say a training perspective, as well as linking to mental health, you have you stress and you have de-stress. You have the you stress, which is anabolic, which is good. And you have the de-stress, which is catabolic, which is bad. But the important thing is the stress that you provide has to be good stress. So it's controlled. So it can help you with growth, but like not really discomfort. This, right. this is the same thing when people are doing it, when they're trying to overload with their muscles to grow muscle tissue. Right. And it's the same when you're overloading with uh, your mental health, because when you overload and go through stressful times and you overcome these fears and these times, you become a stronger person. Therefore, you're managing the stress very well. But mm. like you said, if you're going through too much distress, you're going through like a really catabolic phase. Like you said, you're going to break down. You're going to get ill. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be fatigued. You're just going to burn the fuck out and then wonder why the hell you're doing this. And mm. it's so important because this affects your sleep so much, which then affects you, your mental health in such a way where you can't, it's very hard for you to come out of that until you accept the fact that you're doing too much. Do you know right. what I mean? And right. I think this is the most important thing people need to pay attention to because once we pay attention to this, right? Managing your stress properly, then you can apply that management to training to work, right. to relationships, to meditation, to, mm -hmm. you know, and this is why I think I've got it good, bruv. I love my life. You know, I feel like I've, I've got that well, which is what I'm trying to do with all my clients, trying to nice. look at the long game. Balance, look at the long, balance fam, balance, <laughs> balance. <laughs> you know? Oh. That's what it's all about, bro. Yeah. And um, yeah, just uh, touching on that a bit more, it's, uh, the, the way that energy will rebalance itself, it's like if you're so dominant in the masculine energy, it's not sustainable. Uh, you know, if you, it's like the same thing with gym. If you're applying so much masculine energy with gym and work and all this stuff and, and you're just overly stressing yourself physically and mentally and it's getting to the point where it's like, hey, you know, you're a bathtub, the water going into the bathtub is stressed and then the bathtub starts overfilling. You got no choice but to then flick the switch off the tap and just be like, all right, when you start taking some water out of this bathtub. So what happens then when it's overflowing? That's when you get sick. That's when you have a mental breakdown. That's when everything's just getting too much. That's when I don't want to see anyone. That's when I'm taking a day off work. That's when I'm not motivated to go to the gym. That's when these sort of experiences start to arise. And what that is, is it's a message for you to listen. Your body is telling you, hey, chill out this this isn't uh, you're not treating me the way that you know I'm, i've been evolved to be treated right now and when it comes into breaking that cycle down because it's a loop you go into this stage of real heavy masculine energy dominant masculine energy then you go into dominant feminine energy chaos like oh i can't do anything <laughs> yeah. oh, I just, I just need a rest for a week you know what i mean like you go in these loops there's something driving that loop and what's yeah. driving it deep mm -hmm. subconscious beliefs and a lot of them, if they're not serving you, uh, are going to be revolved around either you're not feeling good enough, you're not feeling worthy, you, you, you're not feeling safe and secure. And as a result of you not feeling worthy, your way of trying to feel worthy is be like, 
okay, well, if I'm going to be worthy, I've got to destroy myself at the gym. If I want to be worthy, I've got to smash myself at work, working like 14 hours a day without any sustainability. Why else would someone be putting themselves under that much stress? Because for them, feeling worthy is creates security. It creates, okay, now I can be present now. Now I can be here because I'm worthy. But the only way that you're going to believe to be worthy is not once you've achieved something, not once you've lost all this weight, not, one, not once you've made $50 million or anything like that. Because we see time and time again, people lose the weight, people make the money, and they're still miserable. Where it's going to come from is within. Fucking love this shit, bro. <laughs> I love Tony this shit. shit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good because... When you fight, because the problem is, right? You know, when people talk about this stuff, some guys are just too corny, man. <laughs> yeah, you know? So when you, when you come with the right balance of like being real and like us being real with who we are, people that listen to this go, you know what? Fair play. Like I can relate to these guys more because we're, you're not, we're not trying to preach. You're just talking, no right? Way. Which is like, I, talking from fucking experience. I was that yeah. guy. Yeah, I was that guy, bro, killing myself in. Uh, didn't believe I was good enough, you know, running on all my childhood trauma. I was that guy too. And the reason why I'm saying with so much fucking conviction is because I understand it. I understand yeah. if you if you're going through that, I get it. I, yeah. I I completely understand that it's challenging, it's hard, it's not easy, and it's not even easy to see it or be yeah. aware of it. It's just running on autopilot in the background. You don't even know it's there. Agree, agree. And this is you know what? This is the perfect time to talk a little bit about. I think the benefits of meditation and how we can get people to meditate a little bit more because yeah. I started meditating daily. I said, when I got to Oz with Lucy, Lucy Lord was holding me accountable every morning, sunrise. I was at that cliff edge meditating with her, but I was finding it hard to tap in exactly where I'm supposed to go. Right. I didn't know what I was doing, but I want it to be consistent because I think the only way to get better at something is by practicing, which is why you practice meditation, right? So, and obviously after that trip, I had a few, a few lines, a few dots connected to get to a level of depth that now I can really get to when I'm just chilling there, listening to my boy Hans Zimmer, you know what I mean? What a man. I, I'm tapping into, so what, <laughs> what advice would you give, um, to people that are struggling to understand what meditation is or how they even get into it? Good question, bro. I'd love to share that. All right. <clears throat> so meditation, um, it's, it's, first of all, it's important uh, to check in with yourself and see what your expectations are of meditation because expectations are going to do nothing but just get in the way of your meditation experience. Uh, some people may have expectations like, you know, when you meditate, everything just goes black. When you meditate, you just have no thoughts. When you meditate, like, you know, you're just, you're just there in that moment. You just click and bang, you're there. Like a lot of people have very unrealistic expectations with meditation and all the expectation does. And what is an expectation? An expectation is a thought of the future. So having a thought of the future is not going to assist you in being present. It's only going to put you into the future. So my advice, first things first, is to work on while you're going through your meditation, just reducing the expectations. Again, don't expect yourself to not have any expectations straight away. It's going to take a bit of time to start reducing those expectations. 
That's number one. Number two, it's important to understand that there's no right or wrong in meditation. Right or wrong is a beliefs. We believe something to be right. We believe something to be wrong. Our beliefs are in our subconscious. Our beliefs are stories. When we're present in the moment, there's no stories. So nothing is right or wrong. So everything that you're doing in the meditation experience is what it is. There's no right or wrong. So, it's, uh, for, so my advice then would be to remove any sort of um, expectations on how the experience, you know, I'm not doing it right. A lot of people generally say that I feel like I'm doing it wrong. You know, if you just got rid of that noise, rid of that judgment, you'd be there. You'd be present. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that, that's, that's the biggest struggle with meditation is just being okay with being present and just removing all of these, pro, all these programs around like perfectionism, judgment, high expectations, all these things. It's really just removing all that noise, all that programming. That's when you find, oh, I'm here. It's kind of like a process of going through removing, like consciously removing these programs in a scenario where you're just sitting or laying that then you can apply to other areas of your life where you may be uh, uh, putting uh, high expectations and judgment on yourself. It's like by you learning how to, remove all these expectations and judgments on yourself in the form of meditation you can then do it with gym you can take away all these judgment oh i ate carbs oh you know i, I expect myself to lose 10 kilos in five weeks like by practicing it consciously in a certain setting 5 10 15 minutes a day you can then carry that same mindset that same practice into other areas of your life so that's what's so fucking beautiful about meditation it teaches you how to be more present in general you know what, bro? Where, uh, since I've been meditating more and being more mindful of my mind, my time, and what I do, I've been, it's very weird. In the mornings, I've been moving slower, but actually faster. Mm. Whereas before, I would get up 5 a.m., laptop, or this, or that. But now I'm like, you know what? Nothing's getting done. Until I go for my walk, grab my coffee, meditate, and then start my day. And you start your day with such a clearer mind, a clearer state, the tasks that you wanted to rush to get done more efficiently and quicker and better. Mm. That, was, that was the biggest thing for me, right? But I think people should think about because it's consciously removing those thoughts is quite difficult and challenging, right? Especially if you've done that all your life, right? Anyone listen to this, I would like you to think of it as like, you know, on your phone, when you have loads of tabs out on your mm. iPhone and you're clearing them one by one. And sometimes there's so many there that it's hard for you to clear straight away. You know, you mm. shut your phone, you open it, you clear it again, you shut your phone, you clear it again. Once you clear all those tabs and your phone is just there or your laptop with like an empty desktop, it's like the stress is now less because there's less clutter. Mm. So when there's less clutter, when there's less clutter in your thoughts and you've consciously removed that clutter, the way you think of things just become a fucking madness, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Being present is really cool. And um, a, a way I like to uh, explain it for people that first start meditating, because I get a lot of people that I coach um, 
uh, online. I, I do guided meditations uh, with them. And um, a lot of people that suffer from very high level anxiety and stress and going through the brunt of uh, their start of their spiritual awakening um, is just to explain it. It's like, imagine you're standing uh, on the side of a road and on and beside the road, you've got all these cars driving past. The cars that are driving past, you've got nice cars and you've got cars that aren't so nice. The cars that aren't so nice, they've got like ex- like fumes coming out of the exhaust pipe. They're all dirty, a bit rusty. The driver's just smoking ciggies and, you know, all sweaty and dirty. And then the nice uh, cars, real smooth, latest model cars. You know, there's someone that you'd find very attractive in the front seat. Now, you're standing right beside it and notice that at the beginning... You're very aware of each car. You're looking at every car. That's this model. Yeah, that's that number plate. That person looks like this. This is how people treat their thoughts. They're very aware of every single thought and they, they, they like analyze every single thought. And what they can do is they can experience a thought and then it's kind of like they step into the car and the car takes them for a drive. And next thing they know, they're in this smelly car. It's dirty. And they're like, oh, what does it mean? Why am I in this car? It's rather than just accepting them all as thoughts no matter if they're negative or positive just letting them all drive past the same way that if you're standing on the road in reality you just let all these cars drive past because there's no such thing as every car is going to be perfect there's no such thing as every car is going to be beaten up and destroyed unless you're in like i don't know new delhi or something like that (laughs) 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 but then it's 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 just allowing your thoughts to pass through your mind without trying to stop them without going in front of the car and be like hey man stop driving like you shouldn't be here you're you're a bad car go turn around like just let all of them drive past but go into it with a lot more acceptance that your thoughts aren't you so when you're meditating it might be a bit noisy very busy road and you're standing right next to the road and road and very aware of each car but then over time you start stepping further and further and further back from the road to the point where you can barely see the cars You just see this road and there's like some little things moving in the distance. But then instead of looking at that, you're looking what's behind that. What's behind that? Beautiful sunset with all these mountains. And you're like, wow, and the thoughts are still there, just flowing through. But you're not feeding so much energy into it. You're looking at what you You have control. You have control, right? And that that is one of the hardest things. And it's mad because I see so many people like create stress after stress by not doing stuff like this you know and it it, my way of meditating before was me going for a walk on my own right and and there's forms of meditation where you can walk and listen for to the birds and just walk without your phone and pay attention to what's actually happening when you're walking instead of looking down at your phone or even like I like to go for a walk and listen to a podcast, but sometimes it's nice not to just listen to anything. It's just nice to stroll and just focus on your breathing and shit, right? You know? You're such a hippie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought you'd be saying this shit. <laughs> I love it, bro. Biran got woke. My man are never going to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing because you you remember it me at yes. Tour Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, you see that girl, bro? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, bro, I was doing it with you too, bro. Yeah, I was bro. doing it. <laughs> but you know what? It, it it's people. You should just just 
meditate, man. Like it's forced the meditation at first. And once that clutter just slowly fades away and it, people think, listen, when you first meditate, yeah, just like training, when you first go to the gym, you don't go bench press a hundred kilos in it. You hit the pin loading machine. You don't go and do 10 minutes of meditation straight away. Mm. Do a minute, do 30 seconds, then progressively overload to two minutes, maybe the next week, but do it every single day. Repeat it. Don't make it a chore in the task. Get it done first thing. So it's the one more thing uh, ticked off the list. Sometimes, you know, when sometimes there's been, there's been a couple of days where I've missed out one or two days, right? And I can feel my brain overloading. Right. So when I get into meditation again, I close my eyes. Right. And I swear to God, my eyes start blinking a little bit because it's like overload. Yeah. And it's dealing yeah, with that yeah. overload. Do you, do you know what I mean? Oh, I yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes, bro, some, sometimes my eyes are rolling at the back of my head and I'm going like this and I'm doing right next to the beach. People are walking past me and I'm there having a little i love it bro something like the, the the deeper i'm getting into meditation the more i'm experiencing a lot of these like metaphorical type uh, visualizations which is yeah. awesome it's like you're tapping into a uh, another field and um it's important for everyone listening uh right now who's just kind of getting into it to not just don't have that expectation yeah don't even don't even think that that stuff even happens just just focus on what your intention is behind uh, performing meditation. What's your intention? It's like, uh, it's like I can sit here and say that, you know, oh, I was at the gym and, you know, when I used to train at the gym, I used to deadlift 250 kilos. And for someone that's just about to step into the gym, there's no point. Like, what, what's the reason for them needing to hear that about gym? For them, just by them focusing on their intention, it's I'm going to the gym to become a better person. Yeah. And like Same you said. thing with your meditation. Yeah, exactly. And, and like you said before, no perfect way. You can do it to music. You can do it to no music. You can do guided. You can do it shutting your eyes and listening to me and Charles talk. You know, there is... That's right. You know, you know what? So I was I was in Portsmouth. Uh, I was on a friend's boat, right? And I was just chilling in the back of my own. And I, sometimes when I'm doing it, I just have these moments, even when I'm sitting in an Uber sometimes or whatever, I just shut my eyes, bro. I don't time it. You don't have to time it. No. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be a schedule. You can be mm. on the bus ride to work and you can just, just take a moment and close your eyes and be 100%. alone with your thoughts. And you know mm. what I mean? There's no, there's no rules. Yeah. Like you were saying before, um, when you're present, you're in control, which is, which is, which is true. But for you to be in control, you have to get rid of needing to be in control. You have to get rid of trying to be in control. It's like, it, for you to gain control and see what's actually there in front of you in reality, you had to step away and, and let go of trying to control the cars, trying to let go of stop signs and like, Hey, what's your name? Have you got your latest registration? You gotta just let go of that. Let go of control because your desire to control will control you. But by yeah. you letting go of control, that's when you gain the control that you want. And control is just a word. What yeah. does gaining control really mean? Well, it means for some people, just peace. Yeah. Yeah. And he's and, and go on, bro. No, 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 go on, go on, finish, finish, finish. And, and I was I was gonna say, um, it's it's the desire for control that takes us away from peace because it's that desire that we 
that we search so hard, you know, that, that next dopamine here, you know, that next achievement, that next, you know, that the food to eat or, you know, like that next scrolling on social media, what video am I going to see that's going to stimulate me? It's like, we're, we're, we're trying to control how we feel so much. Where we just let go of trying to control those things. We'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll get what we really want, which is yeah. peace and love and fucking here I am. Yeah, exactly. No, and you know what? Every person that I've met and, we, listen, we all, want, we all want success. We want happiness. We want success. We all, even if people don't admit it, everyone wants love, whether it's a form of from a male, female, friendship, family. We all want to be loved, happy, successful 100%. in what we do and love what we do with work, right? We all and, want to be worthy. We all want to be loved and we all want to be enough. 100%. Exactly. exactly. And one thing I've been seeing now over and over again, every successful person that i know every like mentor someone that i've looked up to whether it's whether it's business athletes and what well, these people meditate like you even look at ufc fighters like adesanya mm -hmm. conor mcgregor bruv there's clips of them just meditating by the water there's the tony robbins the this and the that and That's i'm not i'm not trying to be these people but if anyone that has is that some level of success must be doing something right. And all these people have a level of discipline, consistency, giving value, you know? And if they're meditating to obviously become a better version of their self, then it must be, I, you know, I just can't believe I didn't know about this more before. <laughs> like it hasn't been spoken about because yeah, not enough, yeah. I hear you, bro. not enough, not enough cool, I guess, not enough influencing people are talking about, which is why I want to, I want people to hear this more and more because awesome, man. just made man, just made man a happier person, I guess. Nicer. No, I'm definitely nicer. I reckon. Bro, you're, you're just a better version of who you're just closer to who you really are, bro. Yeah. Fair. Stripping that ego, innit? That's it, bruv. 100% brother. Cause when you're present, there's no ego. You're just there in the moment and you're seeing reality for what it is, man. And that, the thing with the ego, it's an interesting topic. It's like, you know, we've all got an ego. Ego isn't bad. Uh, ego has a bit of a bad reputation. Um, and a lot of people just throw out the word ego, just like they'll see someone like in a gym lifting heavy weights, looking all buff and, you know, looking all a bit rowdy and stuff. And they'll be like, look at this guy. This guy's got a big ego. But it's like you judging that person, <laughs> yeah. your ego coming out. You know what I mean? Or, or someone who's scared to go to the gym because they're scared of, uh, you know, other people judging them. That's their ego doing that. Yeah. Some people who's really like, I don't want to go to the gym. It's really, that's their ego too. So your ego is really just like a compiled up bunch of beliefs and values and your sense of identity. It's essentially a bunch of stories. It's like me holding a book next to me. And it's like in this book, these are all the rules and, and all the things that I believe to be true about me. And I go into reference into this book and I use it to guide me through reality. The problem is people connect this book to who they are so much. A lot of people also believe that this book is finished. It's finalized. It can't change. You can't go into it and change some of the words and rub some things out and add on to it. Our ego 
which is really just our habitual life experience to subconscious programming. If we had to consciously make every decision in our life, oh my God, it would use up so much energy. Luckily, our brain has evolved away in order to just operate itself on autopilot so that you don't have to think about like, okay, when I go to the bathroom, these muscles activate and this is how far away I have to stand from it. And then afterwards, just automatically go wash your hands. Like if we had to consciously think about all these things, Oh, it would take like so much longer to do everything. Yeah. So our ego, we have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ability. This is how we construct our reality to go into our ego and change what we want to change that isn't serving us. If we're high stress, if we're experiencing a reality that isn't serving us, if we're scared and fearful of all these things that we really want to do, and if we're saying, I can't with all these things, well, these are all the rules that you wrote in here. You got to go in there and you got to change that. And that's, why deep work is so important. That's why going in and healing trauma and doing inner child work, that's all the stuff I'm doing now. And it's, it's the, the, the changes is like, bang. After, after like six weeks, people that are super high stress, like getting uh, health issues, like a, a woman, for example, she had like endometriosis from high stress, didn't speak to her family for 10 years. After, after six weeks, completely changed. Life flipped around, more present, more grateful, so much more love for herself. Just gone yeah. straight to the source makes such a big difference. So I yeah. believe it should definitely be a part of everyone's life doing that work. Yeah, 100%, 100%, 100%. I agree with that. And this isn't coming from a, because you know, like this stuff could be misleading. Meditation, like meditation cures cancer. <laughs> like mm, yeah. meditation has done, like this isn't that. This is being all round healthy, you know? You charge up your iPhone, you charge your laptop, you go to the gym, you charge up that body, you charge up their muscles, charge up that motherfucking brain, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> top, that, top that shit up. <laughs> top it up, man. <laughs> top it up. You 100%. Know? But, um, bruv, I don't know how long we've been talking, but it's been a fucking great episode. What time is oh, it in bro. us? Uh, eight, it's like almost 8.30 p.m. at oh, night. Amazing. You know, um, yeah. Charles, thank you for coming on again. This was great. Bro, I enjoyed it, man. That was a deep conversation. I knew, bro, I knew we are going to get deep straight away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> straight in, bro. Straight in. <laughs> and no, you know man. what, bro? It's, 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 it's a very different podcast from the last one. Like, it's, it's cool. Very different topics. Very different. And I, I, want, I want people to, the last one we did, a lot of people, man, I got really good messages from that last podcast we did. And a lot of people related to it because a lot of people, you know, I think we're very blessed with what we do for work, right? Um, mm. Even personal training itself, like being self-employed personal trainers, we have the freedom to structure our life, right? Mm. So, and I think with that, we can explore, which we have explored different avenues and made us more, I guess, skillful in other places. And when people hear this from us, because we've took the time to do that, they can relate and go, fuck, this is exactly what I was feeling. And it enlightens them and hopefully inspires them it's to fun. do it for themselves. Because the, I guess the more you give, the, the more you give out this information, the more you help out people, the world ends up being a better fucking place, bro. And it's just better for you. Bro. Do you know what I mean? It's, just, it's as simple as that, yeah. I agree, bro. And that's that's what the world needs right now, man. It yeah. needs lots of love, connection, people going deeper within. So they're not hating on each other or creating stress in their life. That's only going to cripple their health. Yeah. Uh, just more love, more love, more love. It's what yeah. creates, creates the balance back 100%. that the world needs. 
Yeah. Uh, Charles, could you tell them where they can find you, big man? Yeah, yeah brother. What's your Instagram? Yeah. Uh, Instagram is Charles and last name is Missy, M-Y-S-S-Y. If you have any questions, if you just want to give me some feedback on how you found the episode, I'd love to hear it. Uh, if you want to know anything more about meditation, I'm happy to answer any questions that you got or any of the deep uh, sort of work. And I uh, just want to say, absolutely love the conversation. I really had a lot of fun, bro. It's actually given me a lot of beautiful energy now and just like reminded me a lot of things that are very important to me right now uh, that's helping me just continue to help people throughout this uh, lockdown and, and helping people with their health, bro. So thank you, Dieran, for giving me the opportunity and creating that space Anytime, for me to bro. do that, bro. And um, yeah, man, looking forward to the Wicked. the next time we catch up. Sick. Guys, thank you for thank you for listening. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. Share this with people that you think that will need this because I really think this could help so many people. Uh, from Mystic Charles and Mystic Mirren, peace and love, and I'll catch you guys soon. <laughs> peace. Love you guys. Peace. All the best.